is Anthony Iyer. I'm the youth minister here at God's house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah everybody knows how nervous I am. They've, they, no, they, they, they had to make me talk. I, they, it's not like I... <laughs> um, so I want to welcome you to God's house this morning. Um, this is my first time up here actually preaching, so I'm a little nervous. I got, like, like my daughter said, she, uh, big butterflies, and I said my brain is like a big bag of cats <laughs> trying to chase around a mouse. That's the message that I have today. So, <sighs> so uh, we started a series uh, last week. Um, it's about the manger. And it's um, through the manger. And it's uh, this week, uh, it's the love of God through the manger. And so um, before we get started, I just want to open up in prayer. Um, So if you guys would bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. Thank you. Thank you for choosing me today to deliver your message to your people. And I pray that your words flow through me, not my words, and that touch the hearts and the minds of your people. And Father, I pray that you just calm my nerves and bring everything back to my remembrance. And that you open the hearts and the minds of your people to receive from you today. And that it is well with our soul. And I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so, through the manger. um, It's kind of difficult trying to talk about the manger, at least for me anyway, because, um, you know, everybody's heard or knows about the manger. And so... And everybody's got an opinion about what happened and what went on. And um, so the, the love of God through the manger uh, I want to talk about today is, uh, the verses I'm going to use today is uh, John uh, 3.16 and 17. And then uh, also 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 13, 1 through 8. Um, and so the version I use is amplified because I like it, um, but they don't have it, so it probably won't be up on the screen. Um, so if you want to open your Bibles to John three sixteen, um, <sighs> and it starts out: "For God so loved the world that He gave His only only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life." And God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. To me, that's the epitome of God's love. He didn't send his son to judge us. He didn't send his his son to condemn us. But through his son, through the manger, we could be saved. We could have freedom and we could have salvation. And so everybody knows about the manger, right? The manger is, if you don't know what a manger is, and I was going to bring the manger up from downstairs, but I forgot to do that. 
Uh, but it's a, what it is, it's a, it's a feeding trough for farm animals, right? Everybody knows that, right? Uh, usually it has uh, hay in it or straw in it or, so that the animals can eat out of it. And so our Lord and Savior was, was born in a stable, and he was laid in a manger. What does the manger represent? It represents food to animals, right? And then later on, Jesus says, he's, I am the bread of life, right? How amazing is that, that our Savior was laid in a manger that, was, that provides food and life to animals, and then he comes and he says, I am the bread of life, right? But with the manger, the manger isn't just the most important thing. There's three important things in the life of Christ, right? The manger, the cross, and then his resurrection. And without the cross, the manger isn't as significant. And without the resurrection, the cross isn't as significant. So with all of three, all three things, that's how God's love is shown to us. Through all three events. And there, there are so many different um, ideas and discussions about how Jesus came into the world and uh, whether Mary, um, Mary was rejected by her family and by her friends. Uh, some say she was, some say she wasn't. Um, I have to believe in some, some way, some fashion, she was a little rejected just because in that day and time, if you were an unwed mother and you, had a, and you were pregnant, you were shunned, right? Now, thankfully, we don't do that as much today, I hope anyway, I, right? Because nobody's perfect. The only one that was perfect is the one that came <laughs> to an unwed mother, right? So how does, the, how does the manger represent love? Christ left his heavenly home, was born to an unwed virgin mother. She was shunned. She was rejected. Jesus was rejected, even by his stepfather. Because his stepfather, Joseph, was going to divorce Mary. Quietly, he was going to do it nice and honorably, but he was, quietly he was going to divorce her. He was going to send her away. But an angel came to him and said that he is the son of God. He is Emmanuel. And he's going to be the savior of the world. So Joseph changed his mind, right? Jesus had a very humbling beginning. And if you... Um, if you look in 1 Corinthians chapter 13... Um, it talks about how, how it gives you an idea of what love is. Um, if I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong 
and a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. And if I have the gift of prophecy and I speak a new message from God to the people and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if, all, and if, if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but I do not have love, reaching out to others, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it does me no good. Verse 4, love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag. It is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive to e- to, and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth. When right and wrong, or when right and truth prevail, love bears all things, regardless of what comes. Love hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. It never fades, nor does it end. But as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. Love is humble. Love is pure. Love endures all things. Jesus endured the rejection, even at birth. Uh, When they came to Bethlehem, they weren't uh, allowed into the inn. Whether it was because there wasn't any room, because uh, it was full and it took them a long time to get there. Or if it was because they were rejected because of the circumstances that surrounded them. Did you know that it, takes, it took them about six days to travel from uh, Nazareth to Bethlehem? And it was about 90 miles. And so they don't know the exact trail they took. They don't know if they caravaned with people. Um, so either one of two things happened. They either caravaned with people and, were, and still were shunned because how do you not let a pregnant woman in a house, right? Or they had to travel by themselves and they had to travel east across the Jordan and then back across the Jordan to avoid Samaria because Samaria hated Jews. So either way, they, they, starting out, Mary and Joseph and Jesus were rejected. And then they get to Bethlehem and they're rejected and not allowed in the house. And they had to stay with animals. Or where, or where animals live.
So, all of this is a humbling beginning. And it's not just... And it's not just for a good story. It's not just for singing Christmas carols. It was to show us the love of God. It was to show us that no matter what we go through, Jesus has already been there. He's already experienced all of it. He's, he's experienced rejection. He's experienced uh, shame. He's experienced hatred. The first people that came to Jesus were the shepherds. And if you know anything about the shepherds back then, they were not... um, they were not, definitely not high and mighty. They were, uh, some different places uh, I read that they were like, they were treated like scum of the earth. Okay, they were, they were at the bottom of the social scale. But those are the first people that greeted Jesus and celebrated with Jesus. So through this, God wanted to show that his love is for everybody. That no matter who you are, no matter the color of your skin, your social standing, no matter um, where you live, God is for everybody. God doesn't see those things. He doesn't see status. Quote. He doesn't see this, the, the uh, kings and, and shepherds. He doesn't see a difference between them. Because his love was, was brought to us through the manger. To everybody. And so, through the manger, Jesus comes to us to show us his love. And then he has to go and die on the cross. Because without the cross, the manger is just a story. So Jesus gives up all that he had in heaven, comes to earth to bring us salvation and freedom. In a, in a city that's translated as house of bread, so when you think about it, he's born in a manger, and it, and it feeds animals. He dies on a cross, and he says, this is my body broken, and my, broken for you, and my blood is shed for your salvation. John, I need some music.
I don't know, it just helps. <laughs> Maybe I, I get, if with the music, I can stay out of my head. So, Jesus' body is broken on the cross. He shed his blood. He said, I am, and he says, I am the bread, right? My body is broken for you on the night that he's crucified. And then he gives his life for us. But it doesn't stop there. The story doesn't stop there. Because three days later, he raises from the dead. Completing this story. Three major parts of Jesus' life. He comes to us in the manger. He dies on the cross. And he's risen again. In three days. There is no better example of love, of God's love to us than Jesus. That was the whole purpose of him coming. The whole purpose of the manger, the cross and the resurrection was so that we could see God's love, see how immense and enormous and everlasting it is. That through it all, he's there for us. He's on our side. His love never fails. His love endures with patience and serenity. His love is kind and thoughtful. His love is not jealous or envious. His love does not brag. His love is not proud or it's not arrogant. It's not rude and it's not self-seeking. It doesn't provoke. It's not overly sensitive or easily angered. How many times in our life and I'll be the absolute first one to raise my hand. We get angry. Easily angered. Of things that really, in a grand scheme of things, don't really matter. How often are we provoked to injure someone verbally, emotionally, mentally because of the anger. We're not patient all the time, right? We're not kind or thoughtful all the time. Sometimes we're proud and we're arrogant. Okay, let me rephrase this. Sometimes I am proud 
and arrogant. <laughs> it's interesting that it, that it starts out telling us what love is. And then it says what it's not. And then it finishes up what love is again. And I think that's how God's hand is on us. He encourages us and teaches us and then chastises us or corrects us. And then he comes back and he loves on us again. That is God's love. And through, and we would never truly know the expanse of God's love, the depth, the far reaching of God's love without the manger. If Jesus didn't willingly say, I will do the will of my Father. And the first step was humbling himself because it says love is not proud, so love is humble. Love isn't arrogant, it's humble. So Jesus had to humble himself to be laid down in the manger. And it's a food dish, right? Ladies, when you have a baby, you're at the hospital, you have tons of people come and see you. They bring presents. They rejoice with you. There's always this nice little... um, Crib, usually, that your baby can be in. Clean, yes, clean. Not intermixed with animal stuff. Mary didn't have, the Bible doesn't record Mary having anybody rejoice with her. Anybody to celebrate with her. She had a food dish, her husband, and some shepherds. And and you can't count the wise men because they didn't come for almost two years. Jesus was about two years old when they came. And the reason they came and they gave those costly gifts even though it was a blessing, they they used those things so that they could flee to Egypt so that Jesus wouldn't be killed by Herod, right? So Jesus wasn't born in a palace as a king of all kings should be. Jesus was made low. He was humbled because that's what God's love is. It's humble. It's putting others' needs before yourself. One thing I tell my kids, I always tell them, whether it's when they interact with each other or their friends, 
Are you treating them the way that you would want to be treated? Are you showing them the love that God shows you? Because love doesn't bring condemnation. Right? Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world or to judge the world. He came to the world so that we might have life and life abundantly, so that we can have freedom and salvation through the manger, by the cross, and because of his resurrection. So as I close the day, if you would, if you want to stand with me. You guys are going to get out of here early. You don't have to worry about waiting in line. (laughs) And this isn't just for this holiday season. This isn't for Christmas. This is a message for your life. That through the manger, God's love was shown. Jesus made himself humble before men so that he would be one day exalted before his Father. So from I was going to get a string of yarn and bring it, but I just decided not to, I guess. And I wanted to pass it out to everybody. And it was going to be a red string. It was going to represent the love of Jesus and the humility and the enduring kindness and the thoughtfulness. Because when we think of love, we usually think of uh, like a red heart, right? So I was red. And then the second thing it would represent would be the blood that Jesus shed on the cross that he poured out for us. Because Jesus said that no greater love does a man have when he lays down his life for his brother. And we are brothers and sisters in Christ because of the manger, because of the cross, because of his resurrection. And so with the string, I was going to have you tie it around. You know how they do. You tie a string around your finger to remind you of something. So I want to encourage you today. Go find a string, a red string.
This is going to require some action on your part. Okay? Tie it around your neck. Tie it around your finger. Tie it around your wrist. Hang it from your doorpost to remind you of Christ's love. To remind you the love that God has for us. The pure love that's not jealous. It's not arrogant. That's not prideful. And let it remind you not just this season, not just this holiday season, but for the rest of your life. Put it in your Bible, wherever it is that you will see it, that God's love is perfect. That God's love came to us in the form of a food dish by the cross and because of the resurrection. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. I thank you, God, for your words of encouragement and wisdom. I thank you for your love, God, that you you gave up so much. You gave up your son for us. And Jesus, you gave up your life. You gave up your home. You gave up all of your, your power, your divine power to be fully human but still remain fully God so that we may know the Father's love in a better way and in a more intimate way. and in a more relational way. And I pray that you go before each of us, God. And throughout the season and the rest of our lives, God, we remember 1 Corinthians 13. And we remember, God, John 3, 16 and 17. so that we're not easily angered, so that we're not easily provoked. So that we don't get jealous and we're not prideful or arrogant, but we love deeply. We don't count or keep track of wrongdoings Father, I know that none of us are perfect. But if we strive to show your love, we won't just be better off, but the world will be better off. We will be a light that shines on top of a hill that cannot be hidden. I thank you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I forget what I'm supposed to do now. Um, Thank you for coming and joining us um, this.
Oh, yes, poinsettias. Uh, thank you for being here today. Thank you for uh, enduring, loving me and enduring this message. Um, these poinsettias down here are, um, we're, we're selling these poinsettias this season. I think they're $10. And you can uh, purchase them for a uh, memorial of a family member or for yourself or whatever you want. Is that correct? Um, if, and if the prayer team, if you need prayer for anything, um, we will have our prayer team down here who are amazing prayer warriors. Seriously, if you guys need some prayer through your week or whatever, these, our prayer team is amazing. And I want to say one thing before I confess the blessing. You are intrinsically You are intrinsically valuable. You are incredibly capable. And you are infinitely loved. By a God. Whose love knows no bounds. And if you don't believe that. My heart goes out to you. And we have people down here. that can explain it to you. So let's confess the blessing over our, or over our week. Yes. Okay. That my best and most blessed days are ahead of us. I love you guys. Thank you. Uh, go in the blessing of the Lord. Have a blessed week.